Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mac Builders Podcast. First, of course, newest Patreon supporters, thank you for joining me this month. We are at 270 out of our goal of 300, so that's phenomenal. Uh, secondly, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, who is Combat Comeover. You guys know that he makes awesome pomades. He's been doing really well for himself in business so far. A couple years in, I've been using his product for, I want to say it's like two to three years now. And uh, use it every day. Great sense. Um, if you're in the military and you're constantly wearing like a patrol cap, drill hat, whatever helmet all day, um, the pomade is super resilient to that kind of stuff. So that's why I like it. And, uh, you know, the ladies love the scents. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, check them out. Combat comb over com ran by a good friend of mine and uh, you guys got a discount code which is salty veteran owned and operated still in actually sorry first class uh but the thing that i wanted to talk about on this episode today was homesteading yes i have a new interest guys homesteading <laughs> i feel like my audience is constantly trying to keep up with my interests like one week i'll be really obsessed with reading a certain book, maybe a topic that that book revolved around, like the Spartans or the Athenians or the Greeks or whatever. And then the next week I'm obsessed with gardening and I just post about gardening nonstop. And then the next week jujitsu, it's like, I, I feel like my audience just has whiplash at this point, but I've, I feel like that's exciting. I know certain content creators who they hyper specialize in one thing, which is great, but it gets kind of old and tedious after a while. You're like, okay, how much can you actually talk about this? Um, I don't know. I like to think that it's entertaining and it's exciting for me. And that's how my attention works. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I just keep trying different things until I eventually co come across something that I really like, which uh, leads me to the topic of today, which is homesteading. Now I've always really liked home, the idea of homesteading more so the last couple of years. And, but I've realized that I've always kind of had a, a knack for it, like an interest in it. But I think as kids, most of us had. So you have to look at what homesteading actually is. It's really just living a more self-sufficient life. You may be off the grid completely or only a little bit, but for the most part, you're living a more self-sufficient life. Usually, actually always out of the city. You, I don't really think you can be a homesteader in like LA. That's just not really how that works. I mean, you can have aspects of it, like raising chickens and stuff like that, maybe, unless you have an HOA that doesn't allow chickens. But anyways, I feel like we've all been kind of interested in homesteading in our lives. I know that as a kid, I've always had an interest in going up into the woods and building shelters with friends and kind of dreaming and fantasizing about, oh, we're going to go hunt and we're going to go get quail and deer and you know, we're going to start a fire tonight. And we did that as a kid, as kids, you know, running around on these mountains here in Southern California. And it was great. And kids have a natural draw towards the wilderness and living in the wilderness. I think in youth, though naive, there is wisdom in it. Like I said, in that um, podcast that I did a couple days ago, an essay. And you notice that a lot of these kids, if they're if they're not in the city and they have the opportunity to interact with nature, they usually 
at some point in their lives embark on some type of like miniature quest or dream to live up in the woods and sometimes they'll take their friends the neighbor kids and they'll go in the backyard or you know maybe an empty lot and they'll try building a shelter and you know starting a fire and all that fun stuff stuff that we did as kids and i remember the feeling of it and it was magic it was so much fun you know i had neighbor kids lucas nick miles elliot christian you know me my brother both christians like all these people and we would go up into the woods and you know we would kind of fool ourselves into thinking that we could actually survive up there as 10 year olds but there was fun in that and there was wisdom in that kids are drawn to that and throughout our lives we kind of forget that we all had this dream of self-sufficiency whether that's raising chickens beef hunting growing agriculture permaculture building our own cabin whatever it is we all aspired to that at one point but we get distracted very easily by the commodities that come with the modern world and some are necessary some are unnecessary now there's two types of homesteads and there's the more modern world modern one and there is like the actual homestead that is full-on off the grid these are all things that i've been learning for the past you know more so the couple couple of weeks because as this episode progresses you guys will realize that i'm planning on starting a homestead in a year but anyways i'll get to that but there's two types of homesteads there's the one where it is off the grid and then there's the modern one so the one that's completely off the grid is the type of homestead where you don't have internet you may have electricity if you have solar panels or a generator assuming that you have the ability to get fuel for it okay you don't have a piping water source like you're not like there's no water company feeding you water so you have to drill a well or maybe you have a container on the top of a hill that uses gravity to pull pull the water into your home um you are 40 minutes away from the nearest hospital maybe even more than that there's no walmart near you but you don't even know where the nearest walmart is um you're out there for two to three weeks at a time you you have no neighbors that there's that's the homesteading that a lot of people imagine when when people say homesteaders they think of that you're on a large piece of land you're extremely isolated and you're in solitude you're kind of like a hermit you know I mean, you may or may not have family with you and then there's the modern homesteading this is the homesteading that i'm more interested in for a couple of reasons one these homesteaders they have internet they have access to tv you know youtube everything the internet comes out with comes with hulu and they are not so far away from civilization that if they had a family they couldn't take their family out to the movies on the weekends um they're not completely and totally isolated that's the kind of homesteading that i want to do where uh, where if i wanted to go into an urban area it's because i chose to and not because i live in it now i like that because I train jiu-jitsu, you guys know I train jiu-jitsu several times a week, and I still want to have the ability over the next 10 to 15 years to acquire my black belt and go into class one to two to maybe even, if I'm lucky, three times a week and still train jiu-jitsu while being on a homestead. When I have a wife and I have kids, I still want the ability to, if we so choose, that's the, that's the point, if we so choose to go to the movies or to go to a concert or something on the weekends or whenever that we can because we're not so far away from it that we just straight up don't have the option to do that. 
I want to keep them near a uh, hospital still, at least within an hour's drive, just in case something happens. You know what I mean? Um, and there's another reason for that. One, you know, my my Patreon and my content creation has been doing really well. And I have this dream of when I move into my homestead of being able to create like a YouTube channel around my homesteading life and then obviously continue this podcast. Maybe you've make a new one about around something that's completely around homesteading. You, you just don't know. But I know that um, what I'm doing on the internet right now is very fulfilling to me. I hope that I am, you know, bringing people up and assisting them on their journeys, no matter what that journey is. And I don't feel like I would want to stop that just because I moved into a homestead. You know what I mean? So the optimal situation is getting a homestead that has internet access, no matter how shitty it is. I'm sure it'll be awful, but still be able to produce content. That's a modern homestead. That's what I want. I want the ability to to choose when or when not to go into the city. Um, another reason why I want to get into homesteading and why I will is because self-sufficiency. I, like I said, we all have this dream of self-sufficiency, whether it's a skill or craft or gardening. Like I said, agriculture, hunting. I think man is meant to be more self-sufficient than he actually is right now. Most of us are very, very dependent on the commodities of the modern world. And when you pull those commodities away from the modern man, he goes into this like cathartic state, kind of um, lost, right? So if you have people who are very, very addicted to social media, video games, especially these younger kids, and you put them into the woods, into nature where they belong, they don't know what to do with themselves. They get bored. They're understimulated because they're so used to the, the, you know, the hyper attention that the so that social media demands and requires because of its algorithms there's no algorithms in nature the algorithm in nature is your own mind and when you put people into nature that aren't used to that it's a really weird thing to experience because i've been there myself um and it's even weirder to witness on other people but um i don't know where where i was going with that little tangent there but anyways um that's another reason why I want to get into homesteading more. I, I, I honestly totally lost my train of thought there. I was just thinking back to, you know, I was thinking back to when I was a young kid and um, nature was so magical to me. Like it was such it was a weird world. I remember being so hyper fascinated in everything. The leaves, the, the sticks, the wind, the trees. And I was like a little shaman running around out there and I didn't even know it. And like I said in my previous episodes and before, you know, there is true wisdom in childhood naivete and to be so uncorrupted and, you know, quote, pure as a child, a younger child, and to experience nature in that state, in that mental state, and to remember that is a gift. And I want to revert kind of back to that childlike state of being in nature to where I'm constantly present in the moment. I'm just there. And I'm doing what I have to do, not because I'm forced to do it, because, but because I want to do it. And if you embark on a homesteading journey with a sense of passion, true passion, not the romantic type of passion, but rather a passion for life, um, a lust for life, you're invigorated by it. It drives you. Imagine having that on a homestead. And I think one of the biggest obstacles a lot of people encounter as a 
somebody who's interested in homesteading is income. But I'm reading this fascinating book called like 16 ways to make money while homesteading. And I'm starting to realize that it's not as hard to live that lifestyle as I was previously taught or told because the modern world, they make you think that homesteading is a nightmare, that it's super difficult, that it's impossible to do. And while buying land in a house, especially if you're not a veteran, is something that's difficult to do. Um, I'm starting to realize that what I'm doing now is actually the crazy thing and that what I'm doing now is not normal or not right. You know, I look at the home that I'm in now and though I am blessed by it and I have used this home as kind of like an incubation chamber for the last three years. I don't know. To go, I don't need to go into details about it for the last. I've already done that so many times about my breakup and my ex and how I almost moved out of this home. But I see this home as an incubation chamber. But as more of a stepping stone to get me to that point to where I have my own home and that I am more self-reliant because the modern world doesn't want you to be self-reliant. They don't want you to depend on your own skills, your own growing, your own food, your own crafts, because you're not consuming anymore. So a natural byproduct of the modern world is to keep you locked in. They want to keep you in debt. They want you with those phone bills and their those car bills, and they want to keep you distracted because if you homestead, you are not their prisoner anymore. And I like that thought. That homesteading is a form of rebellion. Even if it's still even if it's modern homesteading, and I'm still I still have internet and you know, I still have social media and stuff like that. I just uh, spit in the face. And I know that it will bring me power and I know that it will bring me joy. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. But anyways, I look at what I'm doing right now and I see this as crazy now. And I'm blessed to have a home in the mountains, yes, but you have to look at what I'm doing. I'm paying $1,200 a month for rent. I, it's not even my home. I'm sitting in someone else's home. I'm essentially a squatter. I'm essentially homeless. I don't have a home. And now people are saying, oh, that's not homelessness. You know, you have a home. Do I though? My owners can kick me out any day they want. And then what? Then what? What, what, what do I do after that? I'm, I'm, out of, I'm out of a home. To know that somebody, and don't get me wrong, my, my homeowners are great. Great people. But to know that somebody can kick me out of my home at any point in time for whatever reason to sell, to move their family, maybe they die. They're like 90 years old. To me, that's homelessness. And to know that I'm giving my money away for $1,200 plus utilities, which is another 400, you know, I'm paying $1,600 a month in total, probably more sometimes, especially with like repairs and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's crazy to me. And what is that going to? It's just nothing. It's going into someone else's pocket. That's crazy to me. I need to invest in my own home that that money goes back in my pocket and that I can build a homestead where I can be more self-sufficient and even better, I can make money off of my homesteading activities, no matter what that is. Um, I, I look at, I remember I used to look at like Native American Indians with their ch shitty teepees and, you know, old Icelandic villagers with these mud huts and these African villagers. And I used to look at that and I used to think of like how shitty that would be to live in that. But I look at that and that home is like something that they, that they created and it's theirs and they're not a slave to their homes. But most modern men, including them, including me, we are enslaved to our homes because we 
pay so much money to live in them. And we, most of us don't own our homes or don't even have a home. And it's like your homes end up owning you. And a lot of our income goes to owning a home. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked here. It's just something I've been thinking about lately. I look at them like, you own that. Like, that's yours. You don't ever have to worry about somebody kicking you out of it. Like, they, yeah, it's it's yours. Um, But anyways, yeah. I had this dream of homesteading for a long time now. And I feel like I'm going to make the leap. of I'm going to jump towards it. I'm going to do it. So... I don't know where I'm going. I'm thinking what I've said before, Idaho or Montana. I have a really good realtor out of Idaho right now. And I don't know what my homestead's going to look like. I'm hoping that I could depend on the income from Patreon, which has been great so far. And uh, various other online endeavors. And eventually slowly move into the physical realm. And I think the most... The most optimal thing that you can do as a homesteader is make money off of things that you love doing. And I love writing. I want to publish books. I love podcasting. I love talking about these types of things. I love sharing my ideas. And I, it's possible. And I think I'm going to go for it. And don't get me wrong. I'm scared as shit, guys. Like, you know, I've, I've been in this home for many years now. I'm comfortable. And that's a problem. You know, when you start getting overly comfortable in life, it's probably a red flag. But I've noticed I've gotten really comfortable here and it's kind of time to burn the boats. It's time to move on to the next thing. I took a lot from Robert Greene's book, The Strategies of War. And in the book and what I've talked about before is how the conquistadors only moved forward when they had nowhere to go behind them. They didn't have any home to return to. And I think there's a time and place in life when you should burn the boats and realize that you need to move forward and don't give yourself any option but to move forward. Now, this has to be calculated. This have to has to be intentional and on purpose. And there are things to consider because if you just burn the boats without any calculations and you just throw yourself out there, you're a martyr. You're not a man of intention. You're just hoping on luck. And there is an aspect of burning the boats that is luck because you don't know if you're going to make it out on the other end or how you're going to fare. And then the Japanese, Sun Tzu and the Art of War, noticed that their soldiers fought better when their backs were against the wall because they were more desperate to get out. They had a sense of fear on them when their backs were against water, where they had a cliffside to their right and to their left, when they were trapped. And the only way they could get out is forward. They call it burning ground, lighting the ground on fire. The ground gets so hot that you have no choice but to move. And that's kind of the psychological position that I'm, and physical position that I'm putting myself in now, where I'm giving myself no option but to move and to start this homestead. And I know it's going to be painful. I know that it's going to be stressful. And I know that there's going to be times when I'm going to regret it. And I'm going to think that I made a mistake and maybe I am making a mistake, but I, always come out on top because I am my own mental point of origin. And this is how we should all be where all the strength and all the resiliency that I'll ever need is within my own mind. I could be in any situation ever. And my, I can always come back to my own sanctuary of my mind, my own mental point of origin, no matter where I am. And I could pull strength from myself. I don't fully rely on the external world to give me that support that I need because 
I am my own mental point of origin. And I'm hoping that mindset carries me through the next three to four months um, because I'm putting in my 30 day notice on January 15th and I have 30 days to move out, 30 days to clean my home. And then I'm moving back in with my parents, which is something that I've been hesitant about, rightfully so, because a man in your 20s, especially late 20s, moving back in with your parents is a sign of failure, but not all the time. Not all the time. If you have parents that are gracious enough to let you live with them for a short amount of time, you don't want to abuse it. Um, it's more of a tactical retreat than anything. You're storing energy and resources so you can move outwards. In my case, storing energy and resources for the winter explode outwards in spring. So I have to keep that in mind over the next several months that this is a tactical retreat. It's temporary and I have to keep my mind on the bigger picture. That's the most important part about winters. When activity starts slowing down, when we have less things to do, you have to give yourself a goal that will take you into the spring seasons, right? The warmer seasons. So maybe one of your winter goals right now is getting absolutely massive in the gym. You're lifting super heavy. You're kind of bulking up a little bit. And then in spring, you know that you're going to kind of shred fat and you're going to look great in the summer season. You know, just give yourself something to look forward to in the spring. But that's what I'm doing. But anyways, the ultimate point of this episode is that I want to become a homesteader. I want to work with my hands more. I want to get a skill or a craft. I want to attain mastery in something. And though I don't know what it is yet, I think I'm on the right track right now. I think I'm on the right track. But like I said, I'll never know until, until I know. And though I've been making money off of the internet for a few years now, it's been great. Um, it's not tangible. It's not in front of me. I can't wake up every morning and go do that job that I love with my hands and something that gives me a very real sense of fulfillment and meaning. And to obtain mastery, no matter what it's in, is fantastic to me. And that's something that my priorities have changed a little bit, I will admit. Um, but anyways, yeah, I guess this was just an episode about homesteading, some things to think about. Maybe you want to homestead in the future. Maybe you want to know the difference differences between like rural homesteading, farming, and modern homesteading. Maybe something I'll talk about more in the future. But ultimately, I think that People who are going to be owning property in the near future, homesteaders, living more self-sufficiently, they are going to be the most powerful. They're going to be the most, they're going to survive. You know, if shit goes down, whether it's a civil war or if it's a economic collapse, those people are already set. I'm not going to become too much of a doomer in this episode, but it's all this stuff is looking very, very possible. It's something that I am worried about. Not worried to the point of despair, but worried to the point to where I'm noticing it. I'm like, mm. yeah, I'm not in a very good state for an economic collapse right now. California. But anyways, um, I hope you guys have a good Sunday. I'll see you tomorrow.